2: Parker said, "Sometimes with the British film industry, it's hard to know if we're waving or drowning. Let's find out." Welcome to another Britflix.com podcast. My name's Stuart Wright, and today's guest is Simon Rumley. Hello, Simon. Hello, Stuart. Well, um, if I just do it, if you, if you allow me the uh, to do a preamble in um, yes. build-up to the film we're going to talk about, because it did amuse me when I put in, I started to put your film title in um, yep. to IMDb and then all the other similar titles. So if I do it in chronological order, from what yep. I was able to ascertain, in 68 it was the West, in 84 it was America, in uh, 01 it was India, in 03 it was Mexico, In 2011, it was Anatolia. In 2013, it was Wonderland. In 2017, it was Venice. And this year, most people will probably already know uh, with the pre-press around Tarantino, we're going to have Hollywood. But we're going to talk about Once Upon a Time in London. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. it's it's, uh, definitely a title which has caught the imagination. So what is... So before we go into any details, you want to give people a synopsis as to what the the what the big beautiful story you're going to tell about London is?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's based on true story of two crime crime lords, shall we say? Yeah. Um, and and it's I, I it's kind of funny. I I it's funny how these things get slightly perverted, but um, I I always. Uh, in my kind of one-line pitch, described it as, as the missing link between Peaky Blinders and and the Krays. And, of course, now all the publicists is saying it's like Peaky Blinders and the Craze, <laughs> which I think is kind of a bit wrong, really. Um, slightly misleading. But the missing link is the fact that the, the um, Peaky Blinders um, has the Sabinis in it um, um, in, in, in season two. Yeah. Um, and then of of course the craze has the craze in it, um, and and we we basically span the time from the Sabinis to the craze in terms of the London Underground, and it, it's it's uh, it starts in 1936 with the cable well just before the Cable Street riots, yeah, um, with with the march against fascism, Mosley in the black shirts, um, and then it ends in in about 1954. Just as um, just as the, the the craze are starting to really make their mark, um, and and so in terms of you know UK, well in terms of films, for stop and and whether it's um or, or, or TV films, even literature, there's very little about the two guys who really um, plug to that gap, and and one is called Jack Spot and the other is called Billy Hill, and and as much as you know it's possible to Condense um, twenty years into um, um, you know two hours. That, that's what we've tried to do. So it's 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 about the you know the, the rise and fall of, of of these crime lords really, and their relationship with each other.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like it's like their their rise and fall is is akin to sort of makes it make it almost makes itself into it. if it, if this was indeed some sort of if this real story that went on was indeed just a. A story universe that was that was yeah. a franchise. And then you could you could go. This is the prequel to when the craze come. <laughs>
3: okay. Yes, exactly. And that, that's exactly what it is. It's it's it's, the, it's it's the kind of prequel to the craze, and and you say it's it's the prequel to uh to Pinky Blinders. Uh.
2: <laughs> it's. I mean, watching it and obviously using those other references you talk about. It's any wonder that we've actually ever achieved anything like a civil society, given what is happening just below the surface.
3: Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with it, it, there's always this danger of of putting your, you know the the, the filmic spotlight on criminals or indeed serial killers, and, and I, I read, I can't remember what it was about. It might have even been about the um, Lars von Trier film, um, that, The House That Jack Built, right. and and someone saying you know, as, as you know, as, as soon as you know, if, if if people do films which are properly violent about serial killers, no one likes them because everyone thinks they're just violent. <laughs> Or certainly a, a, a certain type of critic. Yeah. And, but but you know, but as, as long as they're arty and, and intelligent, then everyone loves them. And there, there seems to be a slight disconnect between the reality of what serial killers, of course, are about. And and similarly, you know, gangsters and, and these guys, you know, they 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 were very charming, but one has to um, remember that actually they they did go around, you know, robbing people and and slashing people, and you know, they they generally like like most criminals, try to keep it, I, I think, away from your average Joe public. But, you know, Billy here was out there, you know, nicking diamonds from, from all the diamond, diamond you know, uh, shops, you know, on, on an almost weekly basis. And, you know, so it, it's, it's um, you know, it's interesting, you know, watching these things and, and trying not to really completely glamorise them.
2: But, but the interesting thing is, I mean, just thinking of the story of Once Upon a Time in London is... The age-old story that exists in all these, and the pattern exists in all these gangster films, that, that ties them all together, is that it's forever a turf battle, isn't it? Your life as a criminal yep. is just yep. one long panic attack waiting to be overthrown. If you if you reach the peak, then you're just a ticking clock waiting for someone else to knock you off it.
3: Well, it, well, it, exactly. It, it's it's like a kind of perennial, you know, or, or non-stop, you know, Formula One, you know, <laughs> drive where, where actually. As long as you're number one, you, you know you can. Um, you, yeah, you, you know you can lose out. But if you're number two or number three, you're like, well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm always. I, I could, I could make it to number one. But no, you're absolutely right. And, and I mean, I, I think the interesting thing with, with these guys, um, well, there's two interesting things. Really, a, a, they both, you know, lived natural. Well, they, they died of natural causes at, at, at relatively old ages. Mm. Um, so, so neither of them. Neither of them ultimately got locked to end prison like like the crazy let's say and and, and and died in prison um they they both avoided prison uh, i mean they, they both went to prison when they were younger, but you know in terms of the the end of their career they both avoided prison, which most of these guys didn't mm. and 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 actually Billy Hill was actually he actually kind of um, left the business with his fortune intact, which i don't think as far as i'm aware any you know, any any of these guys really did, you know, what well Jack Jack Spot, his nemesis, certainly didn't. Mm. You know, the the, the crazed didn't. If, if you look at you know Frankie Fraser and you know um, a few other people here in the film, not you know none of these guys did. Um, you know F- Freddie Foreman. So so that's you know so it doesn't have a trish, traditional ending where you know they get their just comeuppance. Mm. That they, they both have to be escaped from that life of of crime relatively you know um judgment free um and certainly billy hill's case in in a very positive you know financial um respect really but no you're right it's 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 constantly you know looking over over your back seeing who's next and 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 that that's the point we try to make at the end of the film with the craze Mm. which is exactly what you're saying you know to say that billy hill you know whatever you think of him as, as a person or as a gangster or you know or someone who has terrorized you know Various institutions, you know, he did. Um, he saw the craze coming. He 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 recognized that they were, you know, a, a different breed from him, um, and and held up his hands and said, you know.
2: Enough's enough. Over, over to you boys, Ray. Um, yeah, because one of the things, I mean, I don't know if, it, I, I, one of the, there's lots of interesting his, his period history, history details in the film, but one, one which is a kind of, a, 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 a phrase that's repeated at least twice, if I remember rightly, um, is about, don't kill him, that's capital punishment, just beat them up, as a kind of code <laughs> between yeah. the criminals, like as if, as if, if I'm on a rival gang, I know I might get my teeth knocked out, but I won't get killed. Now, is that a real code that existed? Is that something that from the research you're making in this film that you kind of, that between you and, the, you and the other writers, you kind of cottoned on as being a... Because it just differentiate it from certainly what you, like you say, the rise of the craze was suddenly something a lot different and, and the fear of capital punishment maybe wasn't so much for them. And I'm trying to think when capital punishment ended, it would have been late 60s, wouldn't it? Mid to late 60s. Um, n- n- well, no, it was...
3: Um... I can't remember exactly when it was, but it, it wasn't. I don't think it was that late. Even I think I think it was maybe even well, earlier than or something. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, it's an interesting point, but um, it's definitely it's it's an uh, yeah, it's earlier than than that. Um, and and you know that's something that we try to represent, and well, that we do represent in the film. Yeah. But you know, you've got Freddie Fraser, mad. Well, sorry, Frankie Fraser, mad Frankie Fraser. Hmm. Um, and and he's. He's the one who brings the, the guns into play, and, right. and I, in real life, I don't know specifically if it was him, but but the idea is that he represents this new breed of criminal that actually they don't really care, and and, and you know he he goes around you know shooting people, and, and 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 of course there was this disregard for life, which which you know which obviously in the end um, was the craze downfall, you know um, with with Jack the Hat McVitie and um, I remember the, the other guy's name but you know they, they, they ended up in jail you know, you know for the so murder in a
2: way in a way it's kind of like the old the old adage of honor amongst thieves once that died then kind of
3: effects yes, yeah, were yeah, off yeah.
2: as it were
3: yeah no yeah, but 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 you're right you know it, it, it was you know um i you know I, I don't know whether it was a code or such but it really was you know um and, and and i think the attitudes to the police is different it's like if if you got caught by the police then that was it you know you, you wouldn't try and Beat up a, a you know a copper or, yeah, or, or yeah, whatever, but yeah. you it literally would be that you know fair cop golf, you know I come you know I come you know it's, it, it was that kind of a weird kind of different um, you know um, d- different kind of attitude to, to many things and, and um, so so yeah you know you could you could beat someone up as much as you wanted um, you could even stab them a few times um, you know in the right place but but <laughs> you could, you know if, if you if you stab them in the wrong place or, or slash their throat, then you're an idiot because that means you would die. And fair enough, you know, it's like, you know, um, you, know you know, if, if you're sensibly anywhere near some kind of rational rationality, you know, the, the last thing you, you want to do is, is end up on, uh, you know, on, on death row being hung for, 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 for slashing someone the, the wrong way. Um, and killing them.
2: No, for sure, for sure. One of, well, and then going into more in sort of broader sort of um, period details that's in it. I think, and I was talking to one of uh, I saw it at a press screening, and uh, one of the critics I was talking to we were, talk- we were we were discussing the the way that the film really does capture that improvised um, seedy nature of what was a kind of proto London nightlife. There wasn't an after hours yeah. nightlife in London, so. It was really just in spaces you could find and put a bar in. So, and, and I think that's, you know, there's nothing, f- there's, there's obviously f- something flashy about the suits they wear and the jewellery they don't adorn themselves in. But where they hang out for drinks, it's just where they can get a space where no one's going to bother them and they know who they can let in and who they can let in. So, what was it about yeah. sort of those, de- you know, where were you getting those locations? How, was, how, were, you, how were you conceiving what, what nightlife was like in those peri- in that period? Um, well, I, I,
3: actually, exactly, exactly what you say. Um, and the, the boat offs, which is where, um, Jack Spot's first club was, you yeah. know, that, it, it's, it's actually slightly different from what we have it in the, um, in the film, but actually, it, it was a, um, by, by day, it, I think it was, I think they used to sell veg you know, fruits and vegetables there. Right. Um, and, and, and they would literally, you know, come you know, come five o'clock or whatever. They, they those guys would would close down, and 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 then and then they would open up bolt offices as as a as an illegal gambling gambling den. Yeah. But you know, they they were all they were all like this. You know, it wasn't like I mean, there there was a couple in, in Mayfair um, and Soho which were more just you know you know. Clubs, but I, I I don't you know where, where people would you know there were nightclub singers and stuff.
2: Yeah, and, and I've, read, I've read me uh, Mimi Scala's book Diary of a Teddy Boy, which he talks about that kind of secret yeah. nightlife, and it's fascinating, yeah. I think. But
3: yeah, no, it's it is cool, and 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 you know that that's what we tried again in in the you
2: know,
3: again you know putting, putting over twenty years in a film is quite hard, but you know what we try to do is 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 you know, the first club Bo halves is. Is, is, you know, just literally a kind of, you know, pretty shitty, dank, dark space. Um, the, the, the second one, the modern air club is, is again, it's, you know, as, as everyone's got a bit, bit richer and it's post war, um, you know, the, 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 gangsters are a bit more successful. You know, it's so, so the, the My club is that little bit more glamorous. It's, it's a little bit more sophisticated, built up market. There's no gambling there. Um, so we try to, you know, portray that in the film, but no, you know, a, a lot of. Them, I mean, you know, it's funny because, you know, I say, you know, even when I was clubbing in Soho in, I guess, the early nineties, you know, you would go to these places, and 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 they literally were just, you know, kind of almost empty, empty spaces from time to time, and 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 they'd be selling beers behind the bar, and and but it would be literally beer that they got from the, from an off licence. So it would all be warm, mm. um, and it was all. You know, and there'd be, you know, there'd be vodka, and but that, that'd also be, you know, orange. But again, it'd be like cartons that they bought, you know, just down the road. Um, and I, and 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 it was exactly, I mean, as far as I can work out, it was exactly like that, you know, back in back in in, in these times where, and and you know, and again, you know, it, 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 these clubs are mainly full of men, you know, certainly certainly the gambling clubs, yeah. from, from what we can get. But again, it's it's once the entertainment comes in, once the singing starts coming in. Okay. Then and 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 kind of post, certainly post you know war, um, somehow it, they, they became a bit more, yeah, a bit more glamorous. And, and yeah, and but even good.
2: even then, it's kind of like it's like everyone's trying to make the best of a bad job, like it's like it's austere, but fuck that, yeah. we're, we're gonna have a good This is us, we're having a good time. The war's over, we're going into yeah. you know, we're moving into what is like rock and rock and roll, and popular cult. Yeah. we're heading headlong into that period, you know, it's fast yeah. approaching us. So, I guess there must have been this kind of you get the sense in the film of that, that sort of freeing up of the of what it means to have a good time. Because I guess there's a working-class strain of, of the population of London. There wouldn't have been that idea, would there? And suddenly, these, yeah. these these gangster types have got disposable income, haven't they, like nobody else who would have grown up well, where I, they grew up.
3: Yeah, and I think mean, you've hit it exactly on the, on the head. It's that disposable income, which which is what it is. Hmm. Um, and you know, I, I watched... Um, I, I, I did a bit of research in terms of films, you know, there aren't that many gangster films from the, um, well, 40s, 50s, 60s, but, but I I I watched about four four or five criminal straight gangster films and mm. and uh, you know and and they, they again they do have what is essentially these kind of speakeasy kind of places and yeah, yeah. You know, and again you know, some you know I can't remember what film it was but you know they, they had to knock on the door and then there was someone l- looking through the grill and and then they were either told you yep, come in and the door would open or, or or you know nothing would happen and um and and then there was there's another one with the singer so so yeah it, it was interesting doing you know doing that visual research as well so what was and, what was you seeing...
2: now you've worked with um with Milton Cam as a DLP for I think yep. everything haven't you it's have you... um
3: well, everything but certainly since everything since 2004 yeah, since yeah. my 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 uh, short film with Greta Starkey, the handyman.
2: Yeah. So you so you've, you you two have got. A, I guess you've got a shorthand and stuff. So, so what what should, what was your conversation like with him for this in this for this particular film about what you were trying to do with obviously trying to portray the, the period, but also what you wanted to portray cinematically speaking.
3: Well, um, I th- I think you no, know, we wanted it to be a bit that, that mixture of kind of grimy but attractive. So, right. um, so, so that you could feel the kind of squalor and and and, and the grime the way, but there was something about it which was kind of perversely, you know, appealing really, and and indeed glamorous. So, you know, so um, a lot of the the, the stuff, well, the, well, the stuff at night of which there's you know a reasonable amount. Mm. Certainly in clubs, you know, it it, it, the, 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 it is quite oppressive, and, and there's a lot of contrasts and blacks, and you know, the the, the, the Godfather is a pretty obvious reference but it's yeah. still you know it still is you know a, a very you know valid reference um and uh, but but what we did do is is, is we put on a, a kind of you know a yellowy gold almost goldeny hue to it um, wow okay so so that um which you know you know people notice these things but but um which which was in to, you know, uh, kind of meant to make it look a little bit more attractive, Got even you. though you can still feel it's it's quite dark and oppressive and stuff. And 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 during the day, the, the, so the day sum, stuff is so just, like sum, sumptuous and dark. <laughs> sorry, sumptuous and dark. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I think that's probably a good way to put it. Um, <laughs> and, and certainly that the stuff during the day is, is a lot less mannered and and yeah. a lot more you know in inverted commas normal. Um, and, and I'm trying to think, you know, and and, and we, we we try to get it that, you know, of, of that period, you know, the the, the colours usually bounced out, you know, or jumped out a, a little bit in in any kind of um, films that that were, of course, in colour. And then when when the news news footage started going in colour, which again I, I don't know when when that is, but it's that almost that almost Kodachrome feel really. Um, yeah. So 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 the color certainly it's more noticeable during the day because there's less of a grade well, there's less of an obvious grade on it. Got but we, 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 we try to get the, the coloring to match you know how 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 we saw it in yeah
2: because guess um, I guess at nighttime you wouldn't have had sort of lurid fluorescent light in anyway, would you everywhere would be like a kind of tungsten orange or yellow in reality if you were there yes
3: and and, and again you know certainly in the early, earlier you know scenes in, in the early. Well, in the mid 30s or late 30s, you know, there, there are candles. You know, so yeah, I yeah. Think in the first couple of nightclub scenes, I think they, you know, they're, they're all using candles. There's hardly even any lights. Now, um, now,
2: Simon, it's it's the first it's the first thing to say. There's a number of uh, there's a number of rooks in this film, as well as uh, one-on-one sort of tussles between yeah fairly, fairly angry violent people um yeah. so what how when you're doing those they're obviously they're, they're obviously choreographed and, and to make them look, yeah. look look good on the screen so how does the conversation with with milton change then when you've got obviously much more dynamic sequences where it's as much about how it all pulls together as, as a series of images not just the sort well
3: of... as, as as you say well that you know you've almost answered your own question i mean it really is you know it is it's more about just getting the, the coverage you know mm. so some of the, some of the stuff I do is very stylized. Yeah. You know, where we really just put the camera in one place and don't move it, or um, for what, you know for whatever reason that that I think you know helps the, the, the dramatic um, progression or context of the film. Mm. But with with the fight scenes, well, actually, one thing that we, we did do that I was very keen on, um, that Dan Sars, who was our um, our fight coordinator, who did an amazing job. Yeah. He was a bit like. Do, do we have to? <laughs> but but one thing I was very keen on is is to try and you know not all the fights, but some of them are literally you know one one shot you know wide shot so you can see everything going on at the same time. Yeah. Um. And and I, I just felt that was, you know, kind of interesting, not something we see so often, and and something that I was I was keen on that I I think um you know that Dan. Dan really pushed from the, the beginning was, you know, he, he, we're so used to these days to seeing fights where where it's like, you know, all these guys are like, you know, black belt and, and every martial arts that you've ever heard of,
2: yeah,
3: uh, and, and and the sound effects are, you know, the the, the same kind of <laughs> and, 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 and and it's so beautifully choreographed, which I suppose you know probably started with John Woo or something, yeah, but so, but, but it's it super
2: but it is superhuman, isn't it? Is the is the thing you come away yeah, thinking.
3: And, and, and that, you know, in, you know, beautiful choreography, I think, you know, when John Woo did it, it was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And, and now you see it in every single film ever made, you know, in Hollywood or Hong Kong or, and it's sort of like, you know, who cares? Um, or that, that's what I thought at least. I'm sure other people don't, but, but, but so, so with this you know, we wanted the fighting just to be a bit, bit, to say it's rubbish is wrong, but you know, just like kind of blokes, you know, no.
2: I think I think the word is, is like you, what you get with that distance. is certainly with a kind of medium shot, looking at the fight for longer times rather than dodging around like as if you're in the fight, is you get yeah. you get a greater sense of two people or, or four people slugging it out, like as if it's actually yeah. bloody tiring having a fight. <laughs> it's not. True. Yeah. It's not like you you take your best shot and then wait for wait for the next fight. You know, wait for the next hit. you you're just in it until someone falls over and can't get up. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, and, and, and it is very much flailing, you yeah. know, and, and, and it is, you know, again, it's like, imagine me, you, and a few other, you know, blokes who we didn't know just, you know, had a fight. It's like, well, I, I've never done a karate lesson in my life, and, and I've never been to boxing school, so I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, notes no to t- any muggers out there, I wouldn't be very good at fighting back. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, um, so, uh,
2: put, yeah. Going into this with a script where you're trying to encompass 20 years or so, Into into a two hour movie, when you went in the edit with this, what what did the edit tell you about the story that you didn't know, sort of when you'd locked the script, as it were? Um, Any new any any good any new discoveries that were sort of exciting that you weren't really appreciating when it was on the page?
3: I I, I don't think so, to be honest. I mean I mean you know that there is a longer version of the film which is actually about two hours two hours fifteen minutes, Um, and and. Because you know, for, from for my mind, you know, rightly or wrongly, when I when I was thinking, okay, you know, gangster films, you know, it, it was once upon a time in America, and and it was the Godfather. Those were the references. So so you know, in my mind, I wanted it to be more about relationships, more about the, the women, more you know, more about all that kind of stuff, um, and which is, of course, what what both those films are really about. You know, and actually. You know, there's a bit of violence in both these films, but it's it's you know it's there's not that much. I mean, you know, there's a little bit, but it's not crazily violent by by today's. Neither of them are crazily um, Yeah, violent talk, by talk today's us film.
2: through the sort of the main, the, the, the at least the two main female characters that sort of occupy this story and and, and the casting of those because you're right. There is there's a, there's a, there's a great sense in this that while the the all these men are all trying to be king tomorrow, um, yeah, their their weakness. Is obviously there. What happens at home, and it's it's yeah, it's yeah. The, you know that's the universal truth of life, isn't it? You know, we have we have relationships, but, and relationships are based on trust and love. And if <laughs> if you haven't got either of those two, you're struggling, aren't you?
3: No, I, I, absolutely, and and, and certainly in the, in the longer version, there's much more of that kind of you know certainly the relationship between Billy, Hill and his first wife, Aggie. Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot more of, of that, and actually, it's its descent into the kind of, you know, bickering, really, um, which then, then makes Billy want to then, you know, um, just, you know, see his seeds somewhere else. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it's, but, it, you know, again, doing the research, it was interesting to, to see that actually, um, well, certainly, I, I think Billy Hill, I, I would say much more found his, his match with his second um, girl, girlfriend, Gypsy, um, mm. whereas, where, and 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 she, she she seemed like an equal on 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 you know more levels and and actually she did help contribute to the crime and actually she she, she even when they did the East Castle robbery she was actually one of the drivers and 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 the, that robbery at the time was was literally the biggest largest robbery ever to happen in the UK so she was one of the drivers um you know for example so, so, which you know your average you know um wife girlfriend at home probably wouldn't be so that 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 was an interesting dynamic and and also and but with you know with jack and and um Rita, she was this kind of headstrong irish woman um and and yeah you know she, she just she just you know she, she just felt that 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 life was just wrong and, and she, she had a i i again from what i can gather you know a certain disdain for for the life that Jack lived, or, or certainly for for the people he lived it with, um, and it was actually, it was actually very interesting. I don't, I don't know if you've seen Free Solo. I've not, no. But go on. About this guy who climbs up El Capitan in um, Yosemite without a rope, and it's just jaw dropping. And and it's um, you know if you know everyone's going about how how many great horror films there are these days, but if if, if you want to watch in my mind, a truly scary film. Then that that's that's the one, um, and it's amazing cinematography and da 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 da. But but it's interesting, you know, to see this guy who, who had spent most of his life, you know, literally it, it seems climbing, climbing, and that was his only focus in life. He he, he gets a girlfriend, and 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 the, and and the dynamic in his mind and his life, you know, changes, and you can see that so quickly on screen, and, and I think it's the same with certainly with, with Jack Spot you know um, and yeah you know it's 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 not you know it won't with the first time it happens and certainly the, the last but you know and 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 Rita you know what was interesting about Rita, which is of course in the film is, is that and I won't you know give it away entirely, but you know she she changes the course of of all those guys' lives um and and by, by you know by, by her actions and again. You know, it, it's an interesting. There's very much a a, a, a story or even a film in, in there about this woman and and how she almost takes on these these gangsters because you know no, no matter how tough they were and you know um, headstrong they were that they, they, they the, these guys at least again as far as I can work out seemed relatively respectful towards women um, as, as in you know they, they didn't. Go around hitting women and, and abusing them, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's a know. kind
2: of there's a tradi- there's a traditional sort of battle of the sexes going on. But yes. it but it's yeah. not. It doesn't. It doesn't always descend into just men are domestic abusers and women are victims of yeah. men. It's clear, like it's clear from uh, Nadia Ford's character that she she knows what she wants and knows her own mind and yeah. and ends up having a huge influence, doesn't she? Yeah. Uh, and like you say, no. gypsies. That is that Kath- Kate Braithwaite?
3: Um, Kate Braithwaite, Gypsy, yeah,
2: yeah. Again, it's like you can see the positive and the negative influence of of her character yeah. and what she wants. It's not just about what Leo Gregory's character wants at all. It's uh, no. it's no. She's, she's she's not like a victim of just like oh, I'm dazzled by this 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 uh, sexy gangster type. It's like I want no, exactly. I want to be his equal, and it's a really interesting uh, dynamic. Um, yeah. And that brings me on. That's my my attempt at a segue, atrocious as it yeah. was. Um, big star of the show for me is uh, Leo Gregory's performance as um, yeah. as my mind goes Billy blank. Hill. His character's name is Billy Hill. Yes, that's what I've got written down on my card. Yeah. <laughs> what was your co- as a director?
1: Because yeah. obviously,
2: there's emotionally, it's no good for the audience to see everything turned up to eleven, is it? Because we we go all right. I can I can see everyone's angry and furious, but. You know, yeah. I need to know more about to empathise with somebody, even if they're a gangster. I need to yeah. know they've got a light side and a soft side, and that doesn't mean yeah. we have to see them crying or praying to God or whatever. But there's definitely a there's definitely a balance that I think Leo had to do with his character, which is I'm hard as fuck, but I'm also vulnerable. Yes,
3: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You know, and and, and certainly when
3: you know the, the scenes with Kate where. You know, you, you, you see, for, for maybe not not as much. Well, yeah, more so than with his his wife. You see that there is a softness to him, and and I, and I think you know, maybe the music is. You know, we, we there are some. There's a few scenes where we very much deliberately put more this kind of this yearning kind of music. You know, one, one when he's in prison, one when he's um, just beaten up Kate's um, pimp. Uh, sorry, uh, not Kate. Um, um, his pimp. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you get the impression that actually, suddenly with Gypsy, he has found his soulmates. Um, but but it also, you know, you get the impression when he's in, 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 when he's in prison, he's intelligent enough to know that he really has, you know, fucked up. And, and, and that you know, he doesn't want this to be the rest of his life, kind of going in and out of prisons and being institutionalized, you know, like, like some criminals are. I mean, I think, again, Frankie Fraser, I don't quite know how long he was in prison, but he, he spent... I don't know, a crazy amount of time of his life in prison. I, I don't know if it's 50 years or something, but it was a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, but, but Billy Hill was, you know, he, he, he understood that that was, you know, really not a good idea. So, um, so yeah, you know, so we, you know, again, we try to give him that depth. And I, I think he said with, 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 with Leo, you know, he, you know, hopefully he, 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 you know, there aren't, there aren't that many scenes where, where we, we, you know, want him to do it, but you know, there are a couple where, Hopefully that that vulnerability does just just you know s- s- show enough for you to think well he is more than just this completely you know, you know top nut, really.
2: Are really. But are you having conversations with with the actors about that 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 idea that we can't be just turned up to eleven to make this work?
3: Yeah, I mean you know it, it's 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 all in the script really, um, yeah. and I I mean I, I think. You know the, the idea, you know whether we succeed or not. You know, it, but it, it was to, again, you know, to, to to show them as, as you know, a bit more, you know, humane, really. And hmm. again, you know, to, show, sh- to show their relationships, which you know, it, and it is really the relationships with the women that really are, are the things that we do glimpse, you know, behind their their armor, because that's that's where they're most honest. So whether it's Jack Spot with Rita when she's pregnant, or or you know when when she's shouting at him, you know he, he would never accept that from a guy um, or f- from one of his his cohorts, but from a woman who's his wife, it's like well, you know, fair enough. And 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 um so so yeah, you know, it, it's certainly those scenes. And there's of there's there's that scene when Moshe gives um, Jack um, a bank balance book, you know. So so you know again, you know, certainly. You know what I what I try to do with with what I you know with what I do is, is try to at least you know to, to put some emotional content in, in the films because I think you know and and violence you know you know I think often people think I'm, I'm a, I I use a lot of violence in my films and actually I don't um there's very little violence but but the violence when it is violent is usually quite it's quite strong yeah. um and, and, and also because there's hopefully you know emotional scenes as well it's It's very counterpointed to the emotion. so so it's not like again having film you know it's it's like having it's it's having a a peak and a trough and 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 then seeing the peak and the trough you know you understand the the, the journey of of emotion, whereas if you see a lot of peaks you know or, or a lot of violence you know you're like uh, you know who cares so it's it's kind of using both to contrast. Using each to contrast the other.
2: Got you, got you, got you. Now, it's I mean, it's for for those that are sort of are fans of the sort of brick gangster sort of um, genre of movie, there'll be some fairly recognizable faces amongst the cast for those people. I'm thinking that you know Andy Beckwith and uh, James Forum and Doug Allen. But yeah. but for, for for me, there's you, there's two. In, there's, well, there's lots of inspired choices, but from my my subjective point of view, um, there was two inspired bits of casting that. That, uh, that, that that worked for the characters. The first was just an absolute left-field call for me, where you've got Simon Munnery yeah. as the uh, tabloid journalist. Um, uh, yeah. But, for those that yeah, don't yeah. know, Simon Munry is more of... I know him very well as a kind of absurdist comedy character, stand-up comedian. Uh, so yeah. for him to turn up as this kind of... Um, Colluding journalist, you know, biographing the the exploits of uh, of London crime, is 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 really is really a kind of a real surprise on on the big screen for me. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, well. Thank you. I mean, to be honest, I had very little to do with casting of the film, and Mm. and I, I, um, you know, Terry did almost all of it. But I, I I literally brought five people to it, and and he was one of them, Um, Mm. and, and. I agree. You
2: know, it's yeah. You know, if if he is one of the people you brought, then of a few, what was it about Simon then that was important for you in terms of that role of um, of uh, Duncan Webb, the journalist? Well, we 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 wanted someone, or I I wanted someone
3: who was so you know different, who 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 represented such a. Contrast to that world, yeah. And 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 I, you know, in, in in the few instances that I've been in these situations, but but I've observed as well, you know, that you know these these guys, these gangsters, you know, y- usually if, if you take them out of their environment and, and give you a bunch of people who are not not threatening to them, you know, they're very charming, they're, they're very nice, mm. um, and and they're you know they're, they're good company. Um, it, it's when they're with you know. On business deal or whatever with 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 you know their their fellow criminals that that which of of course I've never seen in action but um which you know when when they get more of the reputation that they've got but but so so someone like like um so yeah we wanted someone who who could be just as charming just as kind of funny and and kind of underhand in a slightly different way but actually ultimately was was no physical threat to them and, and and would never. Never in a million years, you know, be a gangster. Um, and 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 actually, it turns out that our. Um, so I I was going, you know, discussing this with um with our line producer actually, and Andy Harvey, and and, and I, I, you know, I was, I was saying this, and I said, you know, you, you know, the kind of person I was looking for, and yeah, you know, I vaguely know Simon Monery, or, or my best mate knows him, yeah. and I was like, perfect, um, and and yeah, and the rest is history. But yeah, no. Absolute pleasure to, to work with him, really, you know, and a, a, a great energy and and, and and very different from... Yeah, that, I think that's
2: the important thing. He is. He, he's, he's everything that's different about Two Worlds Colliding, isn't he? He still is yes, an yep. opportunist, just that's like it. the criminals are, but he's not going to get his, fingers, his hands dirty, is he ever, really?
3: No, no, no. And, and, I, and I think actually Leo really enjoyed those couple of scenes with him, because mm. again, he brought such a different energy.
2: Now, the other, the other one, and it's interesting but, what you were... Then, then Leo... Sorry, Simon, I was going to say um, the, other, yeah. the other casting that that, tr- that took me eye, and it's interesting what we were saying in the beginning about how what becomes the sort of latter half the film is that kind of sea change into London gangster life and, and the criminal underworld yeah. in the sense of it increasing in its violence is is the arrival of Roland, uh, is it M- Mnookian, yeah. you pronounce it? Yeah, as, uh, Mnuchin. Mnuchin, yeah. as, uh, as Mad Frankie Fraser because, I mean, again, fans of the genre will, will um, the subgenre sorry will, will recognise his face but he is like a firework yeah. going off when he arrives and you, again, much like Simon's a contrast to the, to the criminals for being a, not a criminal Roland's yeah. performance is a sea change from how we've seen gangsters behave up until that point
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah Well, well I'm glad to say that because he was another one of, of, of mine actually <laughs> and 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 I, I really pushed pushed um, the producers to have him play Frank Fraser because to to my mind you know he even looks like Frankie Fraser right. um, you know from an early age and, and I, I think you know and again I I'm Roland actually is someone I almost cast in in one of my earlier films Club Le Monde, and and, and in the end and actually as 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 lead and I don't even know if I ever told him this um, and in the end. Um, we couldn't find at that point someone who had the same energy as him. Right. Um, so in the end, and and, and there was there was it was two friends in a nightclub. Yeah. And because we couldn't at that point find anyone else who had that same energy, we we ended up going with a different uh, two, two two actors, which is shame in a way. But um, but so so that was in late well that was around two thousand. So I, I've I've always been a fan of his work, and 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 you know whenever I've watched these gangster films, I've always enjoyed his performances, and there's something. And, and, you know and, and quite often he plays you know a slightly geeky character um you know he, he, within the world of gangsters he's still this geeky character yeah he's often um,
2: quite vulnerable he's often the vulnerable one. It's like that's why i've seen him this way like he he, he, he he usually doesn't quite fit, but he's he's existing in that world he's like the the guy with his head down isn't he whereas in this one yeah. he's like, get the fuck out of the way i'm doing this, this is what we're doing, and like the no, chaos of the, the Underworld is now thrown to the wind, isn't it?
3: Yeah, no, no, completely. And, 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 and I, you know, I, I always felt that he had that that kind of, t- it's hard to describe, it, but it's, it's a kind of toughness, but also a, um, a, a slight quirkiness and, 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 and a kind of no, no and, and something about his delivery is often quite funny. But, mm. you know, you, 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 if you do it in, in a way, you know, quite, a, quite a lot of what he says is irreverent. Um, but 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 it's just done in a way that is yeah I, in my mind is slightly different to all the other guys and but no you know it's but certainly with with Frankie Fraser you know with his arrival and and he he plays this, this kind of you know I, I think he's you know really great comic relief in some some of the scenes oh, well, but a doubt. he but he does bring this um, different energy because as I said you know he's the one with the guns you know and he's the one who's actually you know slightly you know Billy Hill singing, and going, "What? Are you, are you crazy?" And 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 so and and again, there's that scene when he shoots shoots one of the one of the opposite people in the leg, and and it's just um, you know, he, he doesn't think about it, he just does it, and 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 it's that it's that kind of mindset which is just so different from wrestling. So yeah, he he brings a i in my mind, yeah, a completely different energy, and but is is something just kind of very very kind of laconic and throwaway about his. How he does it—that's—it's that, really fantastic.
2: Now, I don't want this to be a fiddle, but obviously, given that I've instinctively picked two of your casting choices that you've that you pushed for yourself, I'm going to guess, given you've worked with him before, that you got Justin Salinger to play um, to play Harry White. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I guess he's he's maybe the film's argument for not for, for if if there's ever an accusation that you know all these type of films they glamorise the violence. His character's yeah. really interesting in of itself because he's like the man who will be king, but he's also born a gangster, but not born to be one, almost. Yeah. In the way yeah. that, certainly the way the character's portrayed, I don't know the, the real the real person, but certainly the way the character's portrayed is, he's the last person on earth who should be, but he's having to fill some extremely big shoes, i.e. his father's. Yeah. And there's no, no way yeah. he can do it. And that must be that must be horrible, and obviously Justin's portrayal is, is really cute. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I,
3: yeah, no and again, yeah, you, you've hit the nail on the head, really. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, obviously having worked with Justin on Crowhurst, you know, I, he has a, he has a different energy, you know, um, again, from, 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 you know, some of the other actors and, and, and I, I knew his, his ability in acting was, is, you know, second to none. So I, I knew that he could, he could, you know, kind of, you know, stand up with them, but underneath it all, you know, through his performance, we could see that he was just, you know, just not, his, his heart wasn't in it. And, and, and again, you know, you know, you know, he, he's his um, yeah. You know, again, I, I, and some of the scenes with Justin are, are some of my favorite ones. You know, um, um, where where you, you just you always feel sorry for him because you know he's yeah, trying to be exactly. hard. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> you, you just know that he knows that he he's not quite as hard for whatever reason. Um,
2: yeah, being and, and being an intimidating psycho is not as easy as just being inti- trying to be trying to act intimidating if nobody believes you, and just no. and that's that's a hell of an act to pull off that Justin does in that role. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, great, great. Yeah, no, I am glad to think so. So, and and yeah, you know, it was, it was um, you know, as ever, it, it's it's great working with him because he he really brings something more to the to the. The character, and that's that's what's written, and and you know there's just that intelligence behind the eyes um, that that you know you, you can see, him, that 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 really gets you know his character's thought thought process. Um. Well,
2: I, I, one last thing about, and hopefully this isn't, I don't think this is a spoiler it's a sort of identify a scene, but um, one of my favourite scenes in the movie is, and I texted you about this after I saw the film, um, is the bunch of grapes in hospital scene. <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. I say
2: that it wasn't just me. I mean, I watched it with a bunch of critics at a press screening in Soho, and that that the room sat up when that was, scene was on. It was a really, really telling scene. Now, not quite sure exactly where it was coming. From. It was like Tony's, totally like slightly diff, diff, different from a lot of what was going on, but it told yeah. you so much about the characters without with barely a word spoken. So, what yeah. was you thinking behind that scene where you've got like I think it's, it's three of them, isn't it? There's the Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. You know what?
3: The the adage in 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 film scripting and filmmaking, and I actually think it's changing. I really think it's changing uh, with with a new generation. And I, I don't necessarily know if it's for a good thing, but it's almost like people's inability to read scripts uh, is is changing the way films going. Um, and actually just the that, that, that passivity in reading scripts, but in what know, in
2: what way? What, what do you mean by that?
3: In what way? so it, it, it's very, very easy to go through a script and, and read read you know ninety pages of dialogue because you can really skim through that. Yeah. But if, if you if you read a script which is ninety pages of you know dramatic description, it's, you're basically re- reading a novel. Yeah. Um, and and you know, but but the flip side of that is you know the, the old adage adage in, in films is. Don't don't tell, show. Yeah, 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 of course. So, so you know, certainly, well, since you know for a long time now, probably since the, the Living of Dead. You know, as a writer, I've I've always tried to be okay. You know, you know, inevitably, you know, it's it's it's, it's almost impossible to do a whole film without any dialogue whatsoever. Of although there have been a few, but um, but you know, so so when I do write, you know, as as I've continued writing. I've tried to do more and more action, you know, as as in people doing things rather than dialogue. Mm. Um, And, and so this, this, so this scene was very much after Jack beats up his left-hand man, Moishe, you know, and, and, and so, Jack visits him in, in in the hospital room and I, and and I started writing and it's very easy just to write dialogue, you know, hand over grapes and say, hey, I'm I'm sorry, you know, let's be mates and literally say that. And, and, and in, in a TV show, that's probably what you would have, you know, and 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 you know the guy would take the grapes and and I was or or, or he'd literally just go and, and and meet him and say you know I'm really sorry and, and then be like yeah I don't worry about it and I was just thinking no that that's too on the nose it's too obvious it's like you know it, it's just it's just very un... Um, well it, it's 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 you know it's it's not it's not very skillful as as a filmmaker or a film writer mm. so how do I get them to you know, to have a scene where he, where Jack, you know, says sorry without actually saying anything, and where Moishe accepts the apology without saying anything. Mm. So, um, and 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 literally, is like, oh, of course, he brings some. So so turning up, you, you can't, you know, just having him turning up and sitting there, you, you, you know, that that's like, okay, what's going to happen next? But you know, bringing bringing a gift, you know, grapes. Okay, of course, that that sort of thing. That's a traditional thing that everyone does. In hospitals, you know. Apparently, you know. Bring grapes. Okay, so, so that, that's that's Jack saying, you know, my apology is. Yeah, We're it's his it's, it's his holy branch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it does. And and so and again, you know, so moisture taking them um, and and eating them is like, well, you know, you know, I'm still pretty unimpressed with you. And 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 then he gives them to the other guy, um, which is like a kind of fuck you to Jacks what. Um, but in the end, and, and, and they start eating them themselves. But in the end, of course, Moish is like, Ugh, you know what? We've known each other for such a long time, but yeah, whatever. And, 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 and so he says those words by giving Jack the grapes. And, and then, you know, Jack, you know, again, being a male who, like, like the rest of them, can't quite bring himself to, to be, um, you know, to, to be emotional, you know, outwardly really emotional about him, just sits there eating. And, and that's as, as three blokes, you know, um, is as good as it's gonna get really. So so yeah, so that so it's basically, you know, telling a scenes through actions, not words, is, is basically what that was all yeah, about. Yeah, you could
2: you could almost you could almost subtitle it, couldn't you? In uh in yeah. in, in the yeah. way that uh or it was like you, you could almost break the fourth wall on that scene like uh, like a, like yes. a Woody Allen film or something and go, These men are all feeling that yeah. what they do is absurd and yes. they, they, they love each other dearly, but they could never say that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah
2: no, well, and, and, and
3: I know. And I can't remember what film it is, but I think it may be Annie Hall, where Woody Allen, you know, they, 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 they say something, and that then underneath is in, in the subtitles is yeah. the kind of the actual, you know, not not the subtext, it's the reality of what they want to say about Ponce. So, yeah, I've seen um, so it. Yeah, I know.
2: I've seen it on there. Uh, there's a TV show called Rescue Me with Dennis Leary, and he rings yep. up his dad, and, you know, he's obviously these are men who've, he's a, he's a fireman who survived nine eleven, and he rings his dad up yep. for a chat. And he says, how are you, Dad? And then the yeah. subtitle goes, I love you, Dad. And then yeah. Dad goes, yeah. I'm watching the game. And then the yeah. subtitle goes, I love you, son. <laughs> yeah. And it's true, isn't it? It's like the more, the more we, we understand what's saying rather than hear what's saying, it means that yes. we as a, I, thought, I felt in that scene particularly, you know, you're, you're letting us do a bit of work as the audience and it's fun to yeah. be... You're in on the joke, yeah. really, of what the... Of what it yep. represents, if you want. And it can just be an absurdist scene, if you want. You don't have to de- delve into the emotion of it. You can just go, yeah, three men who've known each other. One's beat up his mate he's known for years, and now he's brought him some grapes to hospital. That is absurd, isn't it, anyway? Yeah, uh... yeah, yeah, no, it is, it is. No, you're right. absolutely right. Because if I beat you up tomorrow and then come round and give you a present, you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) I I, I mean, uh, thanks very much.
2: (laughs) Well, look, let's uh, let's close, but let's not close before we tell people how and when can they see the film, Once Upon a Time in London? Yes, well, um, it's being released on the 19th
3: of April, which is actually Good Friday. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's showing at various, I I think, about 20-odd cinemas around the UK for... For a while, um, to be honest, I'm not really sure where. It's apart okay, I'll from, put
2: I'll put a show note. I'll put links in the show notes for you, so people can. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, as I say, apart from the Peckham Multiplex, okay, where I, it, it is playing. Um, and I will be there on the, um, on the 18th, which is the Thursday before Easter, and I'll, I'll be doing a Q and A actually with, with with the guys who play the craze and with Kate Braithwaite. Oh, brilliant! So, yeah. So, if, if anyone lives in the area, come along. Tickets are four ninety nine, so not even a pint of
2: beer. Indeed, indeed. Well look, thanks very much for giving us your time to talk about Once Upon a Time in London. No, my pleasure, thank you as ever. The BritFlix podcast is provided absolutely free. If you want to help me get the podcast out to more people, please take a moment to leave a review on iTunes or if you want to help me out directly there's a link in the show notes to my Patreon page. All contributions are welcome. The music is by Chris Reid of TheComposers.tv